Welcome to another episode of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, just all-round shit-talkers. Each week, we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. We're in week five of our spooky season, and we're watching Werewolves Within, and It Follows, as well as all the usual nerd news, trailers, whatever we've been watching on streaming platforms. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, give us a rate and a review, tell somebody about The Endless Stream, anything you can do to help spread the word will really help us out. On top of that, you can head over to Instagram and find us at at the Endless Cast, where we do illustrations and put up clips for each and every episode. So if you've got something to say, if you've got a second opinion, or if you've got something you think we should watch, you can send us a message over there, or you can comment on one of the pictures or one of the video clips. And finally, you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com if you want to say something a little more lengthy. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. It's all smegma. It was all smegma. A female teacher told me to do that. I, I think this episode should start, um, you know, media res. No explanation. Just, no. Just from there. No, 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 no. Leave this magma in. Don't wash it. Don't wash it. Do wash it. Don't leave this magma in. Leave it in. Don't <laughs> wash it. Yes. No, no, leave no, no. Leave it in. No, no. Don't. Period. No, no. 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 Leave it in. Don't. Period. Wash it. Yeah. This is the final week of spooky season, which is a hashtag or catchphrase that has caught on in the last couple of years for some goddamn reason. I don't know why people. I mean, is it because different places don't celebrate Halloween in the same way that spooky? No, I think you have a festive season, so they just say no, spooky it's just season. A way Either way, to celebrate Halloween for sooner. longer. Yeah. And um, we're on week four of our week five of our horror movie watches. This week we're watching Werewolves Within. And it follows, as well as talking about all of the usual nerd stuff. Kevin started our morning off by talking about his penis in a way I, that we just didn't. I, I didn't about. start talking about my penis. But I think you definitely said. I think frenulum. what we really need to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Is, did. I did talk about friendlium, but Brian you said frenulum. But Brian, we have many friendliums. There's a friendlium in your mouth. There's a friendlium in your pants. In your mouth, maybe. Yes, between my tongue and my. I don't want the details. Isn't that what it is? Did we just it's, go over it's, this? It's a family friendly. I feel like I'm being conversation. Um, gaslighted here. You are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How rude because of you. Because you're crazy. Yeah. Because it doesn't exist. The feltrum does exist. We're, we we I confuse the feltrum for the friendlium. What's the bit between your eyebrows? That's got a name as well. In Kev's case, it's I eyebrows. Don't have a, I don't know, Brian, 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 yeah, like I don't have a, I don't have there. a bit between my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I used to shave that, and then, and then when I started dating Emer, Emer would pluck it, and now I pluck it. Now some pluck noses off my, my or hair off my nose. <sighs> Look, the important I mean, thing is that it's it's um, I think week six of Strictly. It's Halloween week. You know they put a lot of production values into their Halloween shows. It's going to be great. I'm really hyped for it. Hugo and Odie went out last week, and that was disappointing. But Hugo had had a back injury, so you know he was really disadvantaged coming into that week. 
This week we'll see the return of Judy Love, who had a COVID diagnosis last week. Kevin, do you know what's going um, on? It's going to be very hard for her uh, post-COVID to, you know, get a new dance routine. Having a fever dream. What are we in place about? and ready to go. Sports. Um, so, so sports. I, I Judy's been pretty football. low in the rankings the last few weeks, even before that. So I would. A team. I've heard of Judy I would FC in the rankings. Uh, Judy, Judy will be going out I this it, weekend. I think it's South London. Yes, team. yes, yeah. Of course, we of know that uh, championships. Yes, yeah, they're good. They're Brian is a big fan of AJ, but they're low in ranking. You know, um, AJFC, Brian. Really, he'll be AJFC. he'll be rooting for her. It's uh, uh, Italy, I believe. Oh, it's a competitive week, okay. but the production values always make it fun. Got to get myself a Chinese and enjoy the Halloween revelry. I watched Lock and Key. Is it Marvel associated? I think it's Netflix. It's Netflix, Netflix. It, but it. Is yeah. it Marvel though? No, 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 no. It's Dark Horse. Dark Horse, yeah. It's two thousand. I think it was two thousand eight. I'm thinking of Cloak and Dagger for. Cloak and Dagger, Dagger. Yeah, that was Marvel. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> stop! I, 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 Careful. I, I never. It never ceases to amaze me the word we will say, and then you come back with just a slight variation on it every time. <laughs> I have a hearing. I have a hearing issue. That's fine. That's fine. He's got a tongue tie. His uh, frenulum is too. He's tight. got two frenulums in his, in his mouth. Do you think that's true? Yeah, it is. You, you, you're tongue tied, probably. Really? Probably. Yeah. So could I that's get that? Sounds could like. I get? Could I get that fixed? You potentially could. Yep. Oh wow! People don't need to hear me talk more. Um. <laughs> It's not going to stop you. It's never stop you. <laughs> but it could make it worse. I could, I could talk more. You'd be coherent. It'd be better. <laughs> yeah, fair. So you were um, watching Cloak and Digger. Yes, Cloak and Digger. I was watching Clo- Lock and Key. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And uh, I'm watching... I would say anybody watching it, there's a few YouTube episodes or there's a few YouTube uh, videos that kind of give you a good recap as opposed to a Netflix one. Uh, watch those first because I was very confused after watching season one a year ago and then starting this it's very twisty and turny you know there's rules there's magic there's whatever and um, but while re-watching it uh really really good really enjoy it so far even though i'm pretty sure it's a kid's show but it's it's pretty good well it's all kids show we've just been watching kids shows like they're for grown-ups for the last our entire lives like what else um anything with a superhero in it that's not a kid sh- that's not technically a kid's show no one is a grown-up we're all just old children. Just look at the most successful man in the world and what he's spending his money on. Don't you dare tell me that's a responsible adult. We're all children. <laughs> so some of us are more better behaved than others. Oh, fair. Interesting insight. I look forward to reading your book about it, Brian. <laughs> you can subscribe to my newsletter in the meantime. No, I won't. Um, what have you been watching? I watched Killing Eve, the first season of that. Uh, I don't know what put it in my head to watch that. I think Jodie Comer in Free Guy, I was like, maybe I should go and see what this person did before this. Um, I remember seeing some promo thing where they, they were just talking about how many accents she did. It's like, is that going to become the party trick for every role she gets? Because uh, the, the role in Killing Eve is, you know, sort of international assassin who's wearing a lot of disguises and doing a lot of accents. So it's a kind of an acting showcase as much as anything else. I really enjoyed it. Uh, first season, anyway. Um, 
What's that on? It was the BBC put that out, right? I'm sure there's probably some American co-producer that markets it in markets it in the in the states, um, but um, it's BBC, and then I just watched it through DVDs. Um, okay, fair. Do they still sell those? Where did you buy them? Uh, I got Canadian I got the, I them. got them from CEX in Dunleary. They were traded in. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. I see. Uh huh. Uh huh. Very good. Very good. Very good. So let's 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 uh, kick off this whole spooky season with some spooky. No, trailers first. Spooky trailers. That's what I was going to say. Spooky trailers. Yeah. What trailers have we got? New trailer for The Witcher. Didn't watch it? Nope. I did. I don't need... The hip-hop was an odd touch. So did I. I don't need... I don't need a trailer for a season two of a show I've watched season one of. Just release a show, please. Why is there a season two? Because season one left a lot of room to grow. I mean, why why is there a season two trailer? Sorry. Because people don't know about these things, you know? Like, people only found season one when COVID happened. Because I, I watched that in November 2019 or something. And it wasn't until the lockdown that, like, I started seeing a lot of online activity mm. for... People people did watch it when it first came out because it's Henry Cavill in leather. Yeah. So they did watch it. And then it, it found another audience then in lockdown. Yeah. But, People did did watch, but it. I uh, but I think the audience that was going to watch it watched it, and then like w- like we talked about with Game of Thrones, whereas like where they snuck a a non fantasy audience onto a fantasy show, um, I think that's what happened. The fantasy fans watched The Witcher when it came out, and then then the normies found it during lockdown when they ran out of things to watch. The normies when they finished Tiger King, they wandered into Leather Trouser King. He certainly is. Tiger King season two coming out apparently. Speaking of shows that don't need a season two, twenty twenty the best piece of art I did I did reacting to internet hype for Tiger King. I drew yes that was Joe, a good Joe piece. Exotic. That is Great the best piece. drawing I did in twenty twenty, and then I kind of watched oh, I'd say the rest path. of the sh- thanks. <laughs> I'd say ever you you peaked on that one. It was very good. Anyway, sorry, uh, sorry God. Then I then I watched the. Sh- I, I really liked your climax piece. Thanks. I thought that was. Thanks. I thought that was great. And by my climax piece, you made the best piece I ever did, which was the Tiger King piece. I liked the climax <laughs> yes. drawing. No, I wasn't making <laughs> a joke. Thank you. Um, the compliment. I'm yeah. I'm kind of proud of that one. I find your artwork too derivative at the most at the best times, but don't ask me to go further into that because I won't. Kevin, without going further into that, could you define the word derivative? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the thing I was going to say there was that like I I I kind of was reacting to the hype and just said I'll draw this. People love this thing, and then I watched the rest of it and went, "Oh, he's a he's a psychopath." Dr- I've glorified the villain, <laughs> drug addict, <laughs> sexually predacious. But drug, well, I think he 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 kind of. Uh, manipulated some people through drugs absolutely that's know? what I'm saying yeah. he, he gave yeah, young yeah. men drugs to coerce them into relationships he's he's literally picking up homeless people at the fucking bus depot 
to work in his oh. place and get them high on fucking crack and whatever else and then marry them marrying them. I love I love when the, I do love and it's an awful dark scene but I I think of it it always crosses my mind that when he said uh, I'll never recover from this I'll never financially, financially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pause financially almost you know it's gas and it's the best drawing I've done in four years you have to you have to post that now on the uh, on the old I have prints of that who am I selling that to that's hilarious that that was uh that was definitely a hype thing for sure. But I also did a drawing of it as far as I remember. But I don't recall it being my, my best piece. I was try I was trying to work out how to print it with like gold foil where the tiger's skull was. I really put a lot of thought into that. Except for, you know, any thought about the subject or what it was glorifying. You're allowed javelins. Yeah. <gasps> I can mark it. I, I, I could. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I'm gonna draw the guy from King of Kong. I'm gonna do doc- documentary villains. That's a great idea. Plus, people like Med Levin's drawn editorials or things of Donald Trump and stuff. So, yeah, it's a thing. Okay. I need. I need the listeners to chime in with documentary, documentary. villains, true crime. No, true crime, but like. It's it's an interesting line of like. Well, I guess he really is just a criminal, isn't he? You could do... Controversial uh, documentary characters. I could do the guy from The Jinx. He's just a straight-up murderer. Like, I, I think I really need to make it clear that these people are all not good. Is um, Sheila from Wild Wild Country? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Sheena? Sheila? She was the sort of the, the, the zealot that really wrangled all the shit. That, yeah, okay. Oh, and there's a chick from Smallville. Okay, I think I've got a series going here. Ian Bailey? Uh, Sophia de Pantheia's murder. He was a suspect. Not never proven. This is the one that Scruff him. keeps going on about and says he. I won't. Oh, uh, I what? Nothing. You, you said nothing. I said nothing. You said nothing I've on the said record. Nothing. Absolutely. I'll have you in court for that. <laughs> I never said that. So there is a tra- there is a trailer for Tiger King two. There's a trailer for Witcher season two. Um, I don't. Uh, I I will watch The Witcher and I will enjoy The Witcher. I'm sure y'all are on the same page. Uh, Tiger King Two. I don't think that's going to get the mileage they the, want. the mileage they want out of it. I think there's some production company that was just happy to get a second season. Maybe that, Joel that, McHale will get another round no, of that. I was reaction just show. Say that that was awful. That was weird. It was. I did, I did like the moment where somebody talked about what an honour it was to talk to Joel McHale and how much of a fan he was and McHale's reaction was 2009 was a big year for me I'm like okay he's self aware I like it <laughs> that's guys um, Buzz Lightyear trailer yes okay what did I you didn't wa- I didn't watch it right uh, not for any re- reason other than oh Aiden you kind of did a <sighs> well I, I feel like it's the the, the <laughs> you brought it up to say I haven't watched it, but what I was going to say is what I was going to say. I'm not a big trailers person, which is which is also problematic because I don't like spoilers. And I feel no. like I watched a trailer the other day, and it was literally I watched the trailer for Paw Patrol, the movie, <laughs> and I could. I would. If you give me a million years, I never would have guessed <laughs> that's what you were going to say. Finish your point, Kevin. I watched the trailer from Paw Patrol the movie, and um, I could literally tell like 
like in that trailer it's like yep that's that's the very end there that's where that guy's pretty much caught and done away with you know the villain so it's like they gave away the ending completely in the movie yeah but you know how it's gonna end anyway it's how they get there <laughs> yeah but like kind of even all... you you know you know how much pretty much how everything's going to end. i'm not i'm not it's hugely familiar with the paw patrol there. franchise and i just found the trailer a little bit spoilerish so all I'm saying, all I wanted to say, anyways, is about. So, so you're probably not going to go see it. They ensured go, that the trailer content for the five-year-olds had a pleasant ending. Yeah, yeah. Well, they gave it away. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, pretty obvious. But no, I, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, the Buzz Lightyear trailer. But uh, I, 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 people are giving out. I've seen people are giving out that it's not Tim Allen doing the voice, but it's the show. Good. Good. Take. 90 seconds toy and also, play that trailer. So. It's a 90 seconds long. It's 90 seconds. And it's in the chat to watch this week. I was doing really good for a while. I've had a rough week, guys. Don't don't be don't be on me. Don't be don't be giving tell me Tell us about your week. No, I will not tell you about my week. Contentment check. Tell us about the week. Contentment check. Um a bit a bit. It's okay. Hang on now. I'll watch this. Oh, I really want to say contentment check. Mm-hmm. In the style of Jeff Goldblum. How would that go? Well, you, you, have you seen that TikTok where he's doing a tour of his apartment and he keeps saying new apartment check over and over again? It's very bizarre. I've kind of gone off him. He's leaning too much into his, yeah. I watched the Hot Wings episode with him like a year or two ago. as exhausting. I couldn't watch all of it. It's too long. I was I was literally exhausted halfway through. I was like, I can't. <laughs> He's too much. I would avoid him at a party. I really would. I think it's a performance at this point. I think it's been a performance for a long time. Yeah, a long time, yeah. Once he became aware that people enjoyed it. Did impressions of him and yeah. And that they coined a, a phrase for it or he leaned really heavily into it. That was epic. Much better than Paw Patrol. <laughs> it's, it's a okay. The Disney Pixar released a trailer for Lightyear, which is a in-universe film that the Buzz Lightyear figure is based on, or it's in continuity. So, are we for the watching world. a film of a film? I'm not quite t- sure what it is. Oh, that's what, it's that's just what a, I was it's say. multiverse stuff. Disney's pretty My, big on their multiverse. My my, oh, pr- right. it's a Disney property. Could post like you make his way into the Marvel universe. No, don't be stupid. Be ridiculous. It's a toy. Um, unless it's like in a scene where there's someone's watching Bullseye in the background. Chris, Evans. he's already in. He's already in the universe, and she's called Captain Marvel. So, anyways, all I was gonna say is this is basically what the toy is based on. Is what I'm Nobody trying to say, likes right? Captain Marvel. Yes, I like Captain Marvel. Why are you people shitting on Captain Marvel all of a sudden? Everybody's saying she's too powerful. I never felt that. They, it's I get a, it that she it's is. Not, but... It's not all of a sudden. But let, let's focus on Lightyear. Um, okay. It's great. That teaser is great. I love the inclusion of Bowie. It makes the whole another thing slow, feel... Another slow pop song? Yes, slow version that's pop the, that's, that's the new... Boom. That's boom. been going on for a while, though. That's been around before the bomb. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, no, it's not... I, I was calling this. Sh- mm, <laughs> I, I was calling this shit out when um, 
fucking like the Assassin's Creed trailers were all slow pop songs like Lords fucking remake of things and that's 2000 and fucking 12 even you know slow songs making uh, shit feel moody what are your hopes for that Lightyear trailer like I liked how epic it felt I feel like it's got it it's a Pixar movie though so it's going to come back to like family friendly goofy literally none what literally none hopes. no hopes for it none hopes no I think it looks good I like I mean like I'm not Pixar saying I think it looks bad fail. but I'm not a huge Pixar fan I'll wait and see course, if it's good. Of course you're not, It's Brian. good. If it's bad, I won't really care. It's a good trailer. And Chris Evans is perfect for the part. And we'll see. But I have zero expectation or anything in it. It's just like, we'll see. I think it's about a test pilot. That's all we know. I think it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun looks nicely pretty no like no I, I, I really enjoyed the trailer so yeah. you have no expectations fun trailer but you have literally no I'm just like, for the rest of the thing it's not that I think it'll be bad it's just I like what, what is it I have no idea I'll, I'll forget about it until I see another trailer if this is successful out, oh, couldn't they, I'll check that couldn't out couldn't it do a Woody one based on yes. the TV show that Woody was from yeah well, but uh, that might be more child friendly than yeah, Buzz Lightyear was. Westerns aren't really popular though. So. Westerns are coming back, Brian. We've talked about it before. There's going to be a whole spate of them, starting with this Alec Baldwin movie. Oh, Alec Baldwin ruined westerns. There was also a trailer for Cowboy Bebop. This is our first real look at the the show. Thoughts, Brian? Any hopes? My God, it looks bad. There's a shot in particular. Some shots look okay, to be fair, but there's a shot in particular where Faye's in the foreground, Spike's pointing a gun at her, and Jet's standing behind him, and it just looks... I can't believe it's a TV show. It it, it looks like a something that a YouTube channel made, you know? It's... The framing in it is just astonishingly bad. They've really, it, it, it just reminds me of, um, you know, that spate of green screen movies we had in the early 2000s. Sky Captain in the world and, of tomorrow. Yeah. And it's just, it's gone about recreating it in the absolute wrong way. It's got the visuals and it's got details down, but it's got none of the atmosphere, no vibe, just very flat. Like my thought on that a little bit is like if you think about like if you think about a Batman movie that tries to recreate the comic book and just somehow just fucking underwhelming and who gives a shit whereas a Nolan movie just goes what would this be in the real world and that's much more engaging and there's there's two things in the real world that already exist that look more Cowboy Bebop than this does there's the Detective story TV show. And there is the Long Goodbye. Both of those look more bebop than than this does. And they're they're from the seventies. It's just it looks very weak. It's it's very strange. Uh, I, I see the shot you're talking about, and I think part of why it looks so bad in the trailer is it actually looks like a real on location shot as opposed to everything else in that trailer that looks like a big CG thing so it stands out composite it looks like it, a cosplay it looks 
shoot but it, next to some. but that's it. It, it it looks like on location in that they walked outside the set and shot it as opposed to but the framing of it as well is it's it's not just them looking at a place it's just something about it is very it, it doesn't work flat yeah um just throwing it in the chat here it's like people didn't it, it, it's it's almost like they you know looked at stills of the show without actually watching any episodes it's i oh, see i like I'm, i like that scene because it's the first time we saw the dog and um, <laughs> i'm not too sure what's on her hand what's on her hand yes maybe it's dog drew spike looks cool i don't think so i think it's good I, I... it's it's the constantine tv show all over again it's just oh just p- put him in a blue suit and a yellow shirt don't don't like the show is designed so that even if all of the fashion isn't cohesive with spike's clothes the line weight and the colors are consistent with the rest of the show so a character could wear like a cowboy costume and it's still going to look cohesive with what spike wearing but when you put him in that suit the entire rest of the world needs to look needs to be informed by what he's wearing and it's it doesn't look like at all like he, he looks like a dickhead walking around in a fucking costume around everybody else it just i am gonna remain optimistic contentment check i'm still gonna i'm still gonna watch it and i'm hoping i'm hoping i'll be wrong i mean it's just it, it you rarely are. It, it just, it, it baffles me that this is like, I mean, I guess there's different production companies and stuff making stuff, but like The Witcher, you know, like the, the second I saw the Night to Remember trailer, I thought like they need to make this a TV show. And I'm pretty sure the producer, she even showed it to, she showed them that trailer when she was pitching the show. And it recreates elements of that, but also does its own thing. Sandman is looking great so far. Yeah, that trailer looks and very good. And then there's, and then there's this, and it's just like, I, I it just looks like they didn't either. I, the budget I mean, was below. I, the budget was below what they have, or the I, it really I, feels like people didn't watch the show and get the, the kind of vibe from it because, like, if you compare that shot in front of the stained glass with Vicious and Spike, it's so moody and atmospheric in the show, in the anime. And then the live action, it's too bright. It's too it's too one to one without actually capturing any of that that moment. It just looks wrong. Yes. And I think I like I was being kind of glib when I sent this message after watching it, but I think what this is and part of why you hate it is it's got that CW energy. It it just looks like one of those shows, and that's not what we wanted from this. We wanted HBO, Witcher, Netflix, The Expanse adaptation. I mean, The Expanse. The Expanse, guys! Please watch The Expanse. Um, you know, like... Yeah, actually, I just made my own argument. Brighten up so, The Expanse. Ser- and- Serenity, or Firefly, has more of a Cowboy Bebop vibe than than this does i mean that's because it ripped it off but um 
it's got much more of the flavor of it than than this does i just like I'm, i know I'm, I'm banging this drum for fucking months as well but like tom jane walking around in his little trilby hat as the detective has yeah. more of a vibe a cowboy bebop than than this, yeah. this he, he's quite like that like jet jet wears the same same hat yeah in the show in flashbacks and stuff yeah and that that's not to say that there aren't big bright i'm still gonna watch it i'm still gonna watch bebop it anime mm. Like, it's how many, how many things oh, yes. in it, but... Season one of the Bebop anime is on Netflix. How many seasons is There's there? only yeah. the one. It's only one. Just one. There's only one There's season. 20... Right? Yeah, there's about 25 or 26 episodes. Um, oh, and is there movies? One movie. There's a movie as well, which is good. Yeah. All right, that's, so that's, part, of the, that's between... part of why this gets so um, elevated is limited, fixed, working content. I don't, I, I don't want to say perfect content, but there's a thing that you can go, this is this is great and they didn't fuck it up by adding more and more and more and more it's why I like Dread where it is and I'm reasonably pleased they didn't make a sequel because they would have watered the fuck out of that watered that down and now they'll reboot some Dread property in the future but Carl Urban's will sit there as being a good thing anyway um, that's interesting anyways uh, so yeah okay so season one is on Netflix I'll watch it I'll watch it before the TV show comes out you should because you'll watch the you will watch the Bebop live action show and go this is great fun and then you'll watch the anime and go this is just the show I watched. To be honest, I think it's got a lot of standout episodes, but I think there's one that's a common favorite with everybody is the Piero LeFou episode. It's towards the end of the the season and it's about um, man's inhumanity to man. It's the it's the one where Spike's yeah. fighting this guy who kind of has him on ropes the whole time, isn't it? Yeah, Spike's fighting this this like strange looking kind of circus performer, magician looking dude, and he's got kind of psychic powers, and he's he's an assassin, and it's it's just a really there's great action in it. The character design, he's he's like I said, he's he's like a ringmaster, but he's got this weird yeah, I'll, okay, I'll watch balloon shaped torso, and, and it's he's just in this trailer. He, and it looks terrible in the trailer. You can see him it being looks, lifted from his hips by the. the, the it's so the bad. It, it it's one of the best episodes of the show, and it's it's got so many different things in it. It, it it's it's got a bit of horror, it's action, and then there's this kind of sci-fi element in the flashbacks towards the end and in the trailer. It's like it's like what have they done to my boy? <laughs> it just looks. It's like, is that how they're doing Piero? That is fucking, that is awful. I, um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah, it's still hope fun, it's fun in the end, but, but, you know uh, I'm going to enjoy this. Disappoint. Cause like the, the, the main cast, they're great. Like when they announced the cast and they saw them, I was like, that's really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with everybody. I'm looking forward to it. And it just tells me people looked at it, but didn't watch it because even in the opening credits which they recreated he does the shotgun sidekick the bruce lee sidekick in the silhouette like spike is he's an amalgamation of a uh, lupin from monkey punch from like i said elliot gould's character in the long goodbye the detective character in the detective story and he's also a bit of bruce lee i think it's even somewhere in a bio that his his style of fighting is jeet kundo and in the credits he does bruce lee's famous sidekick and when they recreated it for the credits of this show, he does this weird backflip thing. And it's like, you're missing it. It's 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 supposed to be this noir 
60s, 70s martial arts thing mixed with a Western and you you don't get it. You've missed it. Maybe, I'll stop rambling now. May, I no, love Bebop. No. I love Bebop so much. <laughs> maybe they're just cutting together what they think will sell the trailer. You know, maybe there's a lot of the tone we're looking for in the show. And this is just... It's one of the best opening sequences of all time. And they said, hey, let's recreate it. But uh, let's change it. They, like, why they why just fucking also... recreate it? Just fucking... You, just, just do just it. Just use the live... Use the animation just using, yeah, yeah, just like you, you do, you um, do find been fine that, as well. You do find that a lot of the uh, opening credits for okay. prestige television tend to be animated sequences. It's almost as if you could have just used the animated sequence. Oh, speaking Fucking of, Top Gear animated. lifted it for some reason. Do you remember the Top Gear credits when, like, when yeah. they like relaunched in like '08? The the new credits just lifted the Bebop opening. I was like, oh, that's weird. Speaking of animated, it's it's also very telling. Sorry, Kev. Okay. It's also very telling that they didn't recreate it well. Like the shots that you would think would be easy to pull off, like the stuff with the guns and the silhouette, and it's just like that needs another pass. Get it right. Sorry, Kev. Uh, I was going to say, speaking of animated intros, Only Murders in the Building had an animated intro. Uh, I finished that. Did y'all finish it? No, <laughs> I I did not. I I fell off well, that show a bit. Well, yeah, well, you were right, anyways. You were both right. What did we say? That it cliffhangs for a second season? No, 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 who the killer was. The the ob- oboe player? The bassoonist. Bassoonist. What's it? Yeah. Okay, so I, I, still, haven't, it. I, I still haven't it. watched the end of it, but it's like, yeah, she was too... She was too well-known an actor, and... She was spared. Yeah. But you see, I would have thought that, right? I would have thought she's too well known an actor, right? However, I watched The Mayor of Easttown and Guy Pierce is in that. Is Guy Pierce the director or the actor? He's in that, yeah, Guy Pierce. Yeah, he's the actor. I always get Guy Pierce and Guy Ritchie confused. Guy Ritchie. I always get and confused. E- and Evan Peters. And Evan Peters. Don't spoil it for her, Aiden. Don't spoil what for Aiden? Mayor of Easttown. I won't spoil it, but I'm just saying, like, you think, you think, guy, uh, it's not a spoiler because I don't think it's a spoiler, is it? Oh, what are we talking about, Mayor of Easton? Yeah. It's a spoiler if you tell him. Yeah, I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> so, so, only murders in the so building. I have to protect people from fun? spoilers, but everybody spoils things on me. Who spoiled anything for you? So, someone spoils source code on me, and I keep on forgetting about it, uh, and trying to <laughs> trying to forget about it, and then I remember about it because I want to watch it. That was thirteen years ago. There was another movie someone spoiled you, you, on you me. You said as people well. keep spoiling stuff for you, and your first example that comes to mind is a thirteen-year-old movie called Source Code, featuring Jake and Hall. Yeah. Okay. There's another one that someone spoiled on me. That I'm trying to forget as well, so I can watch it. Um, I can't remember. But uh, so that, that works. sense. No, um, but uh, only murders in building. Oh yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Okay, all right. The way you, the yeah. way you sort of end, the way you sort of started this with like, oh, you guys were right. Like, it sounded like you'd sort of gone off it, but you, you loved it overall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I kind of, I didn't get to watch the last three or four episodes until I had kind of like, uh, I watched like maybe two or three of them in a row or something. Yeah. But, uh, no, I really liked it. I liked it. It's fun. 
yeah I'm, I'm kind of in that place as well where like i have limited watching time the last couple of weeks and um i'm doing a hell of a lot of drawing at the same time so mm. I've, I've put a lot of like deadlines on my shoulders yeah but I want to get back into only murders because I just I do I like that cast. I don't think it's, it's earth, earth shattering, but I think it's fun, you know. And, and I it's want to watch it's it, I I think it's it's fun and where it's fun. I know this probably sounds stupid, but where it's funny, uh, really like I think it just really like tickles my sense of humor or something. But I think it's hilarious. I think Martin Short and Steve Martin are absolutely just i i genuinely just laugh the whole time it's so funny i love it but i i know though kind of that could be just like whatever i like those guys but i think selena gomez is good in it. everybody says she's shit but i think she's good in it people are saying she's shit in it yeah people are saying she's not good at actor i, I think like there's her. a um there's a real misconception about what it takes to be an actor and the fact that the mere fact that she's on screen performing is a miracle because it is so hard to do that and not look like an idiot you know and not look like everything you're doing is fake so people are a bit harsh sometimes with like oh they're not a good actor and it's like what the fuck do you want like this could be so much worse this could be malignant yeah yeah i think i think she's good in it. anyways uh, she's a good kind of a counter to to the two boys kind of like out of touch and being a bit like mad she's a good kind of counterweight to it you know mm-hmm Anyways, yeah. Uh, That's cool. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll have to finish it off now that we're finally getting out of bloody horror season. season. On the on the backside of <laughs> horror season, backside, um, we're going to move back to some Marvel content. We have The Eternals coming out next week, so we're going to watch that for the next recording. Um, Eternals is getting some mixed reviews. Like There was a few people I follow on Twitter who's like, I've been following them for a while because they're, they're maybe not the most, I don't know, accredited film critics or anything like that, but like they're bloggers and whatnot and they're people who I've sort of found my taste kind of aligns with for the most part and, you know, if I like how they respond to things. And, I mean, one in particular was just like, this is fucking great. This is a great Marvel movie. It's good. It's it's really good fun and it's immersive. It's as big in scale and he went to, was like, I'm going to go see it again. And it's like that made me really optimistic. And then I just started seeing all the headlines about it being the lowest rated Marvel movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that Rotten Tomatoes is by any means the best benchmark in the world, but um, any thoughts on Eternals going into it next week? Uh, I try to avoid uh, things because as we've addressed in the in the podcast in previous episodes, I am very impressionable. And if I, if I start seeing how reviews as shit and stuff like that like i could go in there thinking oh god this is gonna be bad and but then most i'm 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 i'm, I'm pretty easily impressed so i probably come out of it fairly pleased um but uh i think i think like you know uh people like black widow people love shang chi um i think it's just this thing where it's just like it might you know it's like kind of you can't give them too much praise or you know it's kind of it could be a case of people jumping on the bandwagon to be like eh, it's not great where it's just like it's a completely fine fucking superhero movie about super people with superpowers in a re- you know what i mean like you kind of have to be practical something similar happened with the witcher when the critics watched two or three episodes didn't watch the rest of the season and slated it and then audiences liked it but like what happens very often is critics will wait and see what other people are saying 
And if there's blood in the water, they'll all jump mm. in and they say, well, I don't want to be standing out here. So the second somebody, for whatever reason, kind of went off. It snowballs. It, everybody else was just kind of jumping in. And like in the same week that Dune was reviewed, I don't know if it was the same film critic, but in The Guardian, Dune got five stars and Eternals got two. Dune is not a five-star movie. Dune's half a movie. I really enjoyed it. Villeneuve did a great job. I'm really looking forward to what's happening next. It is not a five-star film. Not even close. I have no desire to watch it again. I'll watch part two when it comes out, and then I'll watch the two of them together. Here, here, Brian. But... Here, here. I'm here for it. Like, it's... I really enjoyed Dune, but it's not a five-star film. And it, it, it and straight away, it's, uh, you know, here's a... Here's a director with, um, you know, just a bit more prestige and he's kind of made these highbrow films and uh, this is this is highbrow sci-fi and eternal is, is comic book sci-fi and it's like it's all fiction it's fucking yeah. just there's lose a, the fucking a scale. The arrogance yeah. and the the fucking turning their nose up at it it's it's fucking bullshit i don't know if the film is going to be great but i doubt zhao has directed a bad movie there's some gorgeous cinematography in it she's an oscar winner um it's it's fucking bullshit i'm I'm not i'm not giving it any weight (laughs) stop your fapping people are jumping on villain's dick for dune and like i said i i really enjoyed it i thought it was great but it's half a film that that it like it's 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 not it's not it's not a fucking flawless masterpiece. It gets a lot right. It's great. It, it it trims a lot of fat from the book. I really enjoyed it, but fucking people need to get a grip. Hmm. Okay, let's pick one topic here. To we focus can get on back to Dune in a second. Yeah, yeah no, um, no. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think they're very closely related, though, because I think they're going to be very similar films in a way but they're going to be compl- I think, I think, I, I think they have a lot of I think they have a lot in common yeah yeah I mean really what we're talking about here is a critical reaction to something ahead of a release and it, it does seem you know we're seeing a lot of people talking about how um, well I'm, I'm seeing the like first of all we people were saying massive- it's it's got 70% as if 70% is the fucking worst score in the world yeah. and then people it's being review bombed now as well yeah. so it's not just critics and a consensus it's also been review bombed so it's just bandwagoning um i never put much weight in metacritic and those scores anyway i check it out if i like how it looks if i like the people involved i'll check it out myself and make up my own mind people kind of going 70 percent. this is the worst score this thing's ever it's like fuck off just get a grip make up your own minds here here that's it like a lot of people like the majority of people haven't fucking seen this thing yet, and it's a it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Like I have I've covered this a number of times. The idea I have with with critics, where it's like you're you're happy reviewing art films. Why did you go and see the Marvel superhero movie? You were never going to like this. You're you're just being set up to write a review about this thing you don't like, you know. And and that's not impartial review. That's editorializing for the sake of whatever the fuck you want to. What whatever fucking pulpit you want to get on that day. I'm I'm gonna lean towards the the fanboy review, being a fanboy. Um, I think I'm gonna enjoy it. 
Uh, I think there's lovely stuff in it. I think it sets, further sets up and establishes a universe. I'm a little concerned as the Marvel Cinematic Universe expands out and, and oversaturates us in 2021 um, that like you can like I spoke about last week the idea that like your sense of scale can get so vast that it becomes meaningless to an audience and you become numb to the idea that there's any threat at all because it's so huge you know they, they managed with Thanos to make the snap a deeply personal event that it affected you saw how it took people out of other it took family members away it was a real personal galactic um, threat does that make a sort of sense they took mm. something that was a, an yep. overarching sweeping galactic problem and managed to show us the on the ground granular personal effect of it um, reserve judgment till we see it I just like even Loki kind of like d I've powered the Infinity Stones a bit. I've heard two criticisms about the film that I suspect are accurate, um, but they're not—they're not, you know, deal breakers. Mm. Is that it is light on action? Mm-hmm. That I'm kind of thinking and about. it's light on action, and that it doesn't feel like a blockbuster which isn't necessarily a bad mm-hmm. thing. You could say the exact same things about Dune. What What's the great action set piece in Dune again? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it doesn't have one. Mm. It doesn't. Dune doesn't yeah, have a great action th- set I don't piece. Think Dune doesn't feel like a blockbuster. I don't think it has to be, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it doesn't, no. It, that's, that's what I mean. Like it, those aren't criticisms of it being a bad experience. Those are observations that it's light on action. Yeah. And... It doesn't feel like a blockbuster. Dune Some of the best superhero looks stories spectacular like and action. has great scale and everything. But like I said, the reason like like I said that I'm not in a hurry to see Dune because it it's not a blockbuster. It doesn't feel like fuck, I need to see that bit again, you know? Um Aiden, you look- and, and that's not a criticism of Vinov either, because like I said, I, I really enjoy the film, but I it it really it really pisses me off to see like two films come out come out so close and I guarantee they're going to be similar in, in so many ways but Dune's got a pedigree on it which is fucking absurd because like there's a character called Duncan Idaho in it like what? it's a fucking silly silly science fiction and I don't know why I don't know where it got this you know kind of pedigree of being a really highbrow thing because it's not it's 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 got interesting criticisms but it's a very silly science fiction book uh, i think the high brownness probably comes from it, the fact that david lynch was attached to the first um as much as anything it like because lynch disavows no, he any, any involvement no he, that's he disavows involvement with that fucking thing um and people love that thing and have a soft spot in it the the thing is, it's from an era where sci-fi was completely a niche realm, mm. you know, and it was hard sci-fi doing its best to be a, the equivalent of Lord of the Rings. It's a big, thick book. It's not. It's not even hard sci-fi. It's it's so, science fantasy. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's not even a hard science science fiction. Yeah, that's actually a, a better definition of it. It's not like it's Clark or Sagan or something like that you know? yeah it, but it's just it's falling into that like um, Warlord of Mars type of John Carter era stuff where an entire generation of filmmakers that. an entire generation of filmmakers before they had science fiction films read science fiction books and this was a big one and 
you know, that's where the pedigree comes from because it's this big thing you had to wade through like Lord of the Rings. But it's still just silly sci-fi. Um, I feel like we should cut that out of our nerd side of our nerd podcast. No, because we we like it. It's just no, but we don't. We 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 are our our our, our, our plethora of fans must think that we are fanboys about everything. With like Dune is like Dune was published in 1965, and the Eternals was published in 1976. So there's not that big a difference in terms of its its you know pedigree or its origin like it's not like doom was published a year after jfk was assassinated interesting yeah Yeah. interesting you had to change the name from duncan dealey plaza (laughs) to duncan idaho um duncan dallas uh but um yeah, sure. Look, kind of sci-fi is kind of sci-fi like it's like everything anything else but you know what i mean like it's just basically like it's like just it's you kind of gotta kind of you know throw the old logic out the window embrace these things for what they are and enjoy the journey and that doesn't excuse bad movies i'm just saying like kind of light in action doesn't feel blockbuster it's just like meh they're kind of throwaway critics critiques yeah let's let's i guess the point that we're addressing here is it feels like this film is getting fucked over by uh over eager critics and uh uh, dickheads on the internet review bombing something. Let's go see what Chloe Zhao did. She's made very personal, very um, uh, human st- stories. Let's add the layer of special effects and super heroics to it. I, I I can't remember the name of the guy that directed the the Wolverine movie, the first one. Um, like he was a coming from Oscar <laughs> pedigree director as well, but that thing was a blooming train wreck. Um, Let's let's reserve judgment. Let's see it. Let's meet back here. Was, and, was that the same guy who did um, Old Man Logan? No, that's uh, Carnahan. Mark. Is that right? That's, no, Mark. No, Mark. No. Um, Mangold. 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 Thank you. Jane, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, Brian. Uh, what was the name of the first uh, X Men Origins Wolverine? That was Gavin Hood. He did the South African film, and then he did Origins. Gavin Hood, yeah. And he had won an Oscar for his previous film, which was called... Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm researching. Tutsi? Sotsi? T-S-O-T-Y-S-I? Sotsi, I think. Okay, well, you know what I'm saying. Tutsi with Dustin mm-hmm. Hoffman. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, so let's talk about Dune. Hmm? No, let's, we talked let, about Dune enough. Let's talk about Dune. No, let's let's. Yeah, he's right. Let's talk about Dune because we. Oh no! Tiptoed around it. Did we tiptoe around it? You 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 ran right at it with a hammer. Um, okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I just just I think I I, just, I don't have much of an opinion about it, so I'll just get my one out of the way. I liked it. Um, I dozed, so I had to go back a little bit, but uh, I liked it. Um, at what point did you feel- fall asleep? I can't remember, man. Just like it was like after some shit went down. I don't remember. All I was gonna say is, uh, go on. Uh, I feel every movie should be a standalone movie. That's what I'm gonna say. Sure. I feel like giving somebody a part one of something that part two isn't even filmed of is a bit shit. Peter Jackson gets away with it because he had all those movies done back to back, and the released interviews were fine. But I just feel like it's good. Well, how long is it going to take to make another Dune? 
end of 2023. I, I don't I don't mind it being a part one. Look, Battlestar or Battle Angel Alita, remember that? Ugh. I didn't hate that. Ugh. I don't like I don't like feeling that towards the end of a movie where I realize part two is coming. Especially yes, when I, I know this that. movie is not going to get the part two. Um watching this, I definitely felt like it was going to get the part two. But I it's was absolutely going to get yeah. Dune will. On it. Dune, that's confirmed, uh, October twenty twenty three. But coming out of it, I was like, if this isn't there, a hit, there was no way that they would have looked. The thing, I, I don't think so. I, I think they were going to anyway because they want that franchise and they see what's coming back daily and they're going, fuck, he's knocking it out of the park. I don't think there's any way that I think if so long as they broke even, mm. we, we've had two Fantastic Beast movies. That were flops, and we're getting a third. Were they flops? You know, they did yeah. they did they flop, or did they just not make what they wanted them to make? They they broke even. I didn't probably. like them. That and that that's what I'm saying. It, but I, I, sorry, I didn't watch so, them. so long. So long as Dune broke even, or if it, if it if it brought in enough subscriptions for HBO Max, it, there's no way they wouldn't trust the guy to to make the next part. Yeah, like you know, the, because. The, because he no well there's there no, no question way it of wasn't trust happening. he did an amazing job yeah he didn't like the the team put together did an amazing job because you can't always like finding that team is often the fucking problem like you can you can love cowboy bebop as much as you want but if you pick the wrong art director or the wrong cinematographer your shot looks flat rather than the compressed space that you wanted to um and you end up with something that doesn't feel right and the between arrival and Blade Runner 2049, neither of those had huge openings or huge box office. So Villeneuve is getting a lot of leeway, like they're critically well-received, and he is getting the leeway so far to build on the fact that what he's making is technically excellent, even if he's not getting the conversion that they want out of it um, financially. I went to see Dune in IMAX with a friend, and... I was going into it going, oh God, it's a long movie. There's 20 minutes of trailers. I'm going to need to pee. This is a COVID situation. I I got through that whole movie. Like, it went so fast. It flew by. Like, it's always a thing in the back of it my does. head of like, yep. at what point can I take a bathroom break here? Because I know this is a long film. And I was like, oh, this is ending. Oh, wow. This fucking flew by. But I wasn't sure if I was happy about that, that it flew by. Because I was always waiting for it to start, and that was like that was my friend's reaction as well, where she was like, "It didn't. It never felt like it kicked off." Because going by the trailer, and you that, know that it's House of Trades is taking over. That's the other thing as well is like, is like no, knowing where it ends. Yeah, it also feels like that they could have cut a lot out to kind of get to that point at the end a bit faster, so that they could have a kind of a proper coda yeah. on it. Because essentially. They find out that they're, well, they already know. They know they're being given Arrakis. They know from the and start it's a setup. World, we've, got a bit of, we've got a bit of world building. There's a setup. And then we're just waiting for it to happen. And then when it happens, they're on the run. So, like, it's, they're on the run from very kind of very early on. And it almost feels like that they could have even trimmed a bit more down, even yeah. to kind of get to that end point a bit faster so that they'd have a a better. A better ending point. 
Yeah, like walking off into the desert just felt a bit or, or at least it didn't give it didn't work up to that it, it it feels anticlimactic like the thing is i i i didn't really mind it ending where it did but a lot of people were surprised that it kind of ended like it does and i think maybe they should have made it clearer that like after this you know one-on-one fight here yeah that that's going to be the end but instead like you know like like you were kind of saying you're kind of waiting for something to kick into the next act but it's all it's kind of all act two yeah from once from once the emperor's people arrive it's kind of act two to the end yeah and it it needed a little beast before that so that it felt more like an act three at some point but it it doesn't yeah because it's it's two and a half hours long an hour 16 into it uh the assault on the house trades begins an hour 30 uh paul and his mother are in the desert two hours and 15 they're trying to get over the desert two hours 20 they're going to have that knife fight like that's your big climax is a knife fight where you don't actually see the death blow you know like it doesn't even feel like he an effective it's not even a thrilling kill at the end. And now I feel like I'm shitting on it because I really, I really, really enjoyed it. But it just, it's just a little Brian bit flat. Brian has that and effect I was like, on people. <laughs> I, I was like, I was thinking about it for days afterwards because the production value and the sense of scale of it and, and what he's achieved and what that team has achieved is so impressive. It's, they, the ships are presented with this sense of reverence. They're, they're every day, but they're also not... Um, you know, like you see some some sci-fi stuff that whenever it wants to show you a spaceship, it wants to go and here's our spaceship. Whereas that, it's just like Paul walking on the beach and this shit's taken off, you know. And it's like this is just part of the world we live in. There's 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 stuff around, flying around the place, and that's just part of the job. Um, the the nature of it being sixty sci-fi, carrying such human shit into the future. It just made it feel goofy in places. You were like Duncan Idaho being a great example of it. Um, so much being so much human stuff. The bullfighting, um, the bagpipes were a weird moment. I mean, it's it kind of it was a. It's around twenty thousand years in the future. Yes, twenty thousand years yeah. in the future. We've gotten over wind instruments. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's it's not it's not even that, but it's just it is funny to say twenty thousand years in the future and your name is Duncan Idaho. I mean, like we're two thousand years post Christ and some of the biblical names that we use are still are are not like Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, two thousand years after Christ, that's not how those words started, you know? But Israel is a name though. I mean we Jesus is not the name of Christ in original texts pronunciation wise, you know, like what is it? I mean there's Yeshua is one of the sort of root names, which is closer to Joshua. So like, I've been calling Jesus the wrong name all these years and no one's told me. Like I, I don't have a problem with those elements either. It's it's just like I said, you it know, just feels to kind fun. of it, yeah. But like it, it it doesn't it doesn't really break anything for me, but Again, I, I bristle then when a critic is saying this is superior sci-fi. 
you know it's like fuck off you know okay it's it's an ecological story about it's about oil and it's about iraq okay i get it like but what is that particularly highbrow is that any more highbrow than you know the question in civil war about where should political oversight you know how far should it reach and where should it end you know the only difference is that didn't have 50 odd years of a Nerd book that becomes have you have, do you know where the story goes in Doom? I, I have a I don't want to yeah. see the other I don't I, I, I don't, don't either I, I watched a little like retrospective of Children of Dune and Doom Messiah it, they, they sound terrible no thank you I don't no thank I kind of don't want to see these characters end up where these characters end up the the funny thing is that Momoa becomes the main character oh. like six or seven books later he he just he was a popular character so herbert just kept uh well there's there's five sequels i think there's five books that herbert wrote and then his son and an additional wrote so that's what i'm saying that there's there's six books all together that herbert wrote and he had plans for a seventh that his son took over but Duncan Idaho is in all of them it's like Momoa would be the only returning character eventually if they if they kept making them but they're not going to make those ones because they're those are not good movies those would not make good movies Momoa's come a long way since Baywatch hasn't he was he in Baywatch yeah uh, like the last two seasons of Baywatch Momoa's in that before he wanders into Stargate and everything else oh that that was for himself. that was a thing that occurred to me watching it was like Christ Momoa has been doing genre stuff for so long like is, can I find a movie with Jason Momoa just being like a guy in a city yeah you're right I don't know if he has any movies like that Brian he's got some TV shows where he's you know less. What was that? Less, slightly, slightly less genre. Frontier, but still yeah, quite genre. I'm saying. Right, let's get into the meat of this week's spooky season episode: the horror content that we all came here for. This week, we we lightened the mood a little after climax and Suspiria and Hereditary, and we upped the quality a little bit after Malignant, and we watched Werewolves Within, and it follows. Let's talk about Werewolves Within first. I enjoyed it. I did not realise it was based on a video game and was surprised to see the Ubisoft header pop up in the opening credits. I didn't realise. Um, I don't think I'm... I don't think I'm... I'm I don't think I'm okay, lads. Alright. Uh, asterisk there. Speed bump. Contentment check, Kev. How you doing? Yeah, fine, but like, maybe just too ignorantly bliss. And thus, were too you blissfully wearing ignorant. your glasses? Yeah. Or the what, Brian? Were you wearing your glasses? No, I wasn't. I haven't worn my glasses no. in huh. forever. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Do you need those to glasses? see things? You silly yes. Billy. Where are my glasses? Oh, they just fog up with my mask, so I don't really wear them. Did you enjoy Werewolves Within, Kev? Yeah, of course I did. The, the protagonist was just a nice guy. He was a really nice guy. And you don't see that too often. It was great. That was played by Sam Richardson. Is that his name? Yes, I think it's Sam Richardson. He's very good. He's in. He's in a good few good comedy shows and stuff. Um, yeah, he's in Veep as well, and I I saw another trailer with him in it. He's he's got 
he's got good energy and he played this nice guy fish out of water thing really really well it was a a, a nice way to bring us into that town um did you see it brian i didn't okay that's okay but feel free to talk freely and tell me about it did you yeah okay there's um I, I said this to Brian a little bit earlier. It does feel like the cast is made up of people that we've seen in other films, but weren't necessarily in lead or leading roles. So this is like oh, 100%. a hundred um, percent. It's all people that we've seen as like third bananas in other films, but they're yeah. all good character actors. Yeah, they're all good uh, actors. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the crew is there of kind of noticeably funny actors and funny people, uh, but it's it's very low budget, and very small, but it's good. Yeah, um, I I particularly liked uh, Pete, who's played by Michael Chernus, who is in Patriot, is John's brother in Patriot, Cool Rick. Um, he's he's this like overbearing, friendly guy who like keeps trying to hug the women, you know, just because you need a little support, and like he just anytime he sees somebody, he's like, hey, and everybody's just trying to just get out of his John Lasseter hugs. Um, in 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 Werewolf Within. Yeah. He was a brother in... Uh, Patriot. Orange New Black, right? Didn't see it. Yep. Uh, oh, I thought he was kind of problematic in this movie. I thought yeah, he, he was... Yeah, he was. Sleazeball. Yeah. That's oh, what I I'm saying. Kind of, oh, all right. He, keep, yeah, he I, keeps trying to put his hands on the women, and they keep trying to snake their way out from those hugs, you know? like they're. Yeah, he's a creep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he is good in it, though. He, Aiden finds that funny. Um... I find it funny how he gets set up for his fault. Yes, yes. Oh, you know, it's it's deliberately done. Like, cause like mm-hmm. even when she at the end of when she's like, and he puts his hand on his small of your back, and it's like, Ugh. and yeah. it's just kind of like it's funny. But um, oh. Aiden, Kevin is calling you a misogynist. Please discuss. Brian is very adeptly dismantling the werewolves within conversation because he didn't see the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm just guiding it along. It's almost um, like he's the uh, the the secret antagonist within this group of people having a conversation. I am not the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Uh, I like it's, it's it's a good movie. All the kind of the different type of uh, stereotypes are in there, and they're funny. Uh, I like seeing movies like this where you're just watching people get picked off one by one. Um, the kind of twist in it is kind of fun. I'm sure, like, it sounds like something a werewolf would say. I'm sure it's it's just saying it's very pro werewolf. Um, no, it is. It's a it's good. I really liked it. All the different characters, the way that the different death scenes and all the kind of ridiculousness of it was fun. Uh, yeah, good. Good, yeah. good, good movie. Good crack. It it had one of those things in it where I, I, I feel like I'm being overly picky as I as I start to go into this, but like, so our, our ranger, our ranger Finn is his name, I guess. He's he starts post snowstorm, trying to figure out why the powers cut across all the buildings and the, every generator attached to every house has two inch claw marks torn through the sides of them. Big tears that are clearly massive rips, right? It, it, they're made out to look like claw slashes from a werewolf. Yeah. They are not to know that it's a werewolf yet. But later they find like a knife that smells of diesel and they're like, this is supposed to be what he used to uh, slash through all of the metal and engineering of these Yeah, he's generators. a sheriff, not a detective. What do you expect? <sighs> 
a, a small three inch hunting knife to tear through metal like it, it was a very silly silly yeah thing. like when people can't a, make leaps of logic it's funny they um, should have just had a, they used an axe it had a very Edgar Wright feel did you get that yeah, I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, a lot of like whip pans and like wompy mm-hmm. noises where things pop out of nowhere. You know, the the cinematic womp. Um, yeah. What are wompy noises? Um, womp. Without the without. Do it again. Womp. You know when? Um, what would you use it for? You know when the two Andes what, what, no. leave the shot in Hot Fuzz, where they do the, this thing, and there's like a bum bum thing as they leave the shot. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that was more of a whoosh. Whoosh is just when the camera switches, like whip pans to the next scene. Yeah, definitely going for an Edgar Wright vibe. Um, review wise, like, would you recommend this? Would you watch it again, Kevin? Um, Mark, thumbs out of ten. Thumbs out of ten. Is it Shaun of the Dead with werewolves? It's not as good as... Bearing in mind, I don't like Shaun of the Dead. Where I'd say Shaun of the Dead is like a good, strong 7 or 8. I'd say this is a good, strong 5. 5. Yeah, I think that's it. It's a it's a pure middle movie. Like, it's... Uh, Wolf it's of Snow Hollow is watchable, a 7 or an 8. Yeah. This is a little below that. It's just because it's... It's so um, uh, inevitable. Everything you watch happen, you're just like, well, that one's going to die, and then that one's going to die, and then that one's going to die, and then one of them's going to be the werewolf, and it's probably going to be that one. Oh yeah, it's that one. Like you, but you kind, you kind of, you kind of can beat for beat. It's pleasant. But like, there's <clears> there, there is like there is really funny moments and funny characters in it because the the woman whose dog gets eaten, she's gas. She's very very funny. Yeah, I, all of the, all of the characters get to slowly go nuts and 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 have big moments. They are yeah. ludicrous fucking moments. They are yeah, like it's very I, silly. Yeah, it's it's like if if kind of like if you worried if you want to watch a really stupid silly movie, this mm. gets a ten out of ten, and I recommend it. But it's that's not one you necessarily would recommend as a good kind of comedy or a good horror, even though it's quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I think it was like if it was like you know back in the day and we didn't have all the internet and the streaming services and all that kind of jazz and this came up on a Friday night on RT you'd be pretty content to watch it. Yeah, um, Milana Weintraub is in it as well. Um, Squirrel she's Girl great. herself, she's great fun. She she does what she does. There's this guy called George Basil in it as well, and I'm just maybe it's George Basil. Um, I'm just looking at pictures of him now and then Googling him I found a picture of him from what has to have been when he was much younger. The, the kind of thing where you look at a guy and go, Jesus Christ, stay out of the sun. Um, and he doesn't even look that old. Um, Weintraub's great. She's a she's a lovely introduction for the the um, the new ranger. You know, she's the post person. That they make a point of that. It's not postman, mm-hmm. it's postal worker or whatever. Um and she shows him around the whole town. Are you telling me George them. Basil isn't the werewolf? I mean, you would think he would be, right? Did you Google him? He's got to be. That, he, that's that's Robin Williams level coverage. He was in Flaked. I don't think that show was as bad as people. George say it was. Basil. Who was he in it? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at him. Oh yeah. Oh, he's very handsome there. Ooh. Um, Looks the same it guy. Says George Basil. Mm. 
that's Cheyenne Jackson's in this, and I really recognize Cheyenne Jackson. I just don't know what from. Yeah, I thought he was the guy from Modern Family for a while, but that's not him. Thirty Rock. No, <gasps> is he the guy, the Canadian fella? Yeah, that's who he is. Yeah. Okay. But I never watched Thirty Rock, so. Oh, you should watch Thirty Rock. Nah, Brian ruined it on me. Why? Spoil it. Trying spoil to the ending of Spoil the end of it. Yeah, I'm trying to forget. Yeah. No, I was trying to explain to Emer last night that the, she was kind of famous because the internet made her famous, which is kind of rare. She was, like, you know, she was in an ad. She was in an ad, yeah. Yeah. And people creeped on her. She was in it. Yeah, it wasn't that it, basically. I said, I said yeah. that to Emer last night that basically this, this, this actor kind of hasn't done anything of like notable clout, but has a huge internet following just because she was in an I, ad. Of, like, I said like, it was I like a GameStop ad. She was in the employer the or something. I think they stopped. I think it was a mobile ad. company. Yeah, T-Mobile. I think. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, but she has an unhealthy f- kind of following. But not unhealthy for her, maybe. I don't know. No, I, I think, I, I think, I she, I think she ended up feeling that way. Because she appears on a lot of podcasts. She's from like an LA comedy circle. And she'd be on like Douglas movies and stuff I'd listen to. And like, I think it they, like they stopped running the ad because of how sexualized the talk around her became. And there was a well, lot I think that's of fair like, deep, deep faking with her off the back of that ad as well. it's I, like it it was a weird moment in advertising like wh- I think she leaned into some of it initially initially I think she did but then it just got and real then toxic it got out of hand yeah because yeah. like so much advertising is based around you know aesthetic and that's and not to say it was her fault it was just not at all no but oh, not she, at all, she, no. she had a yeah like she I think I I but it's like you said about I knew her if you are an actor and you're fine that something is gaining you a following or gathering you a following you will lean into it a little bit or you will yep. try and embrace whatever the hell it is that makes I, you stand out I think out what of it, but first introduced me to the ads was GIFs on Imager or something like that and then there was a series of them and yeah like people you know it, it's that um you know, it's that parasocial thing where, you know, she does something a little cheeky and kind of gives a wink and then people think, oh, I can be inappropriate now because yeah, she, she, she winked that one time. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, or she made an innuendo or something. And it's, but like, it's literally, Brian, what you've said though about uh, earlier about uh, Jeff Goldblum is like the internet kind of built a persona around him, kind of, you know, a certain way he leaned into it and now he's leaning too far into it and it's kind of, He's kind of just a little bit insufferable now, say, for example, where this girl was like the internet was building a persona of her, although kind of like probably more sexualized for sure, definitely more uh, hypersexualized and stuff. And she probably wasn't even aware of the full extent of like the conversation that was happening around the stuff that she was doing. So she was doing like these one or two things, but people were talking about it then as if, as if she was leaning into it. Okay. You know, without her necessarily being aware of. Well, I'm sure if you, you know, initially she's probably just thinking, oh, that ad is really taken off. You know, that's been really popular. Yeah. And then she's getting a lot of she's getting a lot of interaction from people. And then by the time she realizes kind of what's happening, it's like people have really run away with this before before she even had a handle a on second it, to blink. Yeah. She was meant to be a live action square girl. And then it got downgraded to animated TV show. And then it just disappeared. I was looking forward to that show. They shot a pilot and they went, well, that doesn't work. <laughs> can, can anybody, can you see the pilot anywhere, I wonder? Yeah, you can see images from like test shots and stuff. 
Like because like it was gonna be like night. What's it? The new warriors were gonna be in it. Here she is with a little like animatronic squirrel on her shoulder. I think that would have been hilarious. I think the concepts are funny, but I think once you get into it, it probably just didn't work. Like, do you remember the fucking the DC show they made about the company that cleans up after superhero fights with Alan yeah, Tudyk and that. whatever? It's like, yeah. like it's a fun concept, but once you start making it, you're like, ah, oh, this this doesn't quite that work the way you want to. That, that show was a hard watch. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, Worlds within two paws up. Out of fourteen paws, seven paws up. So that's a seven. That's, that's a five <laughs> out of ten and two paws up. Yes, but paws have more digits than Got than it. thumbs. So it's actually right. an okay score. Midland, okay. Midland. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. It follows. It follows was the other thing we watched this week. I had never seen that before. Did I've the seen two it of you watch it? I've seen it twice. I haven't didn't watch it this week. I've seen it twice before. I love that movie and I think it's very, very good. Um I had never seen it before. It was really good. I don't like it. It scared me. Oh. How does it poor, compare poor, to poor. Climax for you? Climax was such a as Brian describes it a sensory experience that you're just carried along through that mm-hmm. the noise the visual the dance the whatever this was such a slow ponderous threat that I love they it. set up perfectly at the beginning that like the 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 penalty for underestimating whatever the hell this thing is is brutal violent death uh that it makes this thing that is you know the giant guy was really creepy Mm. that opening scene was such a great thing as well just handheld following the girl as she sort of runs around the street yeah doing a sort of circle around this slow moving thing that you can't see um I it, it it was very 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 effective and it scared the crap out of me and I didn't like it. The giant guy is horrific. The, the really switching appearances thing is yes, very disturbing as well. It's a, it's like it's a great concept. It's such a cool concept. Everybody says to me like oh like when I always say like oh it follows one of my favorite horrors or like oh the STI one and it's just kind of like. Yeah, I people, guess people kind of latched the, onto that. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't necessarily like feel like that was the. I thought that was an interesting way of passing the thing on, but I wouldn't necessarily find it as the STI horror movie. But I understand that kind of like it's a good play on that kind of concern that people have, you know. But um, but uh, it's a great, great movie, really, really cool concept, and I love how the kind of they meta that that kind of like looming, imposing kind of threat that's just kind of constant constantly there you know that kind of way but it's like it's it's good yeah i really liked it and i i, I think it's great the way in that movie you don't know what time it is it's it, it is an eater as well you know you think it's kind of like a little bit like kind of retro vibes and stuff but then you see somebody using like a pocket mirror almost like a kindle or something it's mm. it's very ambiguous in terms of what what what, what period of time it's based in i 
I, I did a little reading after that and I saw people making stuff of that. Like, I saw somebody go, you know, oh, you could tell it's the 70s or 80s because of the above ground pool. And I think that's like, that's not telling. Like, middle America still, I say middle America, but like any economic class in America or location in America where you want to have a pool but you can't afford to dig a hole in your ground, people have above ground pools. Um, the only thing that sort of I thought as a sort of like, that dissociated it from time and place was the idea of putting in this fictional type of smartphone into it because she used it as a flashlight as well at one point as well and it was just like yeah that's cool your phone's never going to date if it's just a fictional object you know yeah, you do, I, mean. I thought that's cool you do see, I thought that was a, a really good idea I didn't think the car was particularly outdated again it just felt like the kind of car a teenager would have just an old beater hmm. um, of the era and it's it was kind of timeless looking yeah. I guess um, I think this is one of the best horror movies of the last 10 years 2014 David Robert Mitchell 1.3 million dollar budget which is phenomenal for that is I mean we, 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 again 40 million dollars for Malignant shocking yeah Brian any thoughts on it follows I think the music makes it the music is good um, the music is by Disasterpiece, who has done music for Fez and Hyperlight Drifter. Um, so I love his kind of soundtrack work before seeing this, but you can see a lot of John Carpenter in terms of like both in shot composition, kind of looking like Halloween and color palettes. And again, it's got a 70s vibe and stuff, but I think the music is what pulls it together because it just sets the perfect tone. Like if, I think the music in Hereditary is dread. This is pure dread. It, it's, it's, it's grief and it's there and it's gnawing at you. And the music in this is, is sort of like, it's apocalyptic. It's just like, there's such a sense of doom to it, but it's, it's this quiet, peaceful doom, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, you know, contrast between dread and doom. Doom being, it's almost like it's it's inevitable, which kind of fits really well with the the idea of this slow thing, relentlessly, yeah. not even running you down, just just following, just following. So e- even in those quiet moments, like the first time you see her in the pool, and the music plays, it just. Yeah, it's just got this like quiet apocalyptic feel to it and it, it ramps up when it needs to, but it just I I think it is I think it's what pulls all those elements together because you know, you you could read it as an STI thing or, or, or something else, but for me it's just it's just a nightmare. That's all it is. It's it's that feeling of in a nightmare where you're doomed, your fate is sealed. And the music is kind of what sets that tone. And well, yeah, I know. I know the director. I, I think it's, the music is fantastic because the, the, the people have asked the director like about the kind of like the connotations of the 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 dynamic attachment being passed on by by sexual intercourse and stuff. And he said that basically uh, he had a dream where he was a child where this thing was just like quite often following him in dreams, but it would take different forms. I think, and that he only added the sexual transmission thing. Um, as he got older and he's kind of like it's kind of like two points of his life you know kind of the concerns of that as an adult and then like the nightmare as a child that he kind of just married to for the fit purposes of the film but 
wasn't necessarily uh, his things. But yes, he did say it was a nightmare, basically. It is meant to be nightmarish. It's meant to have that kind of vibe. Yeah, there's something about even this... when At the start of it, when you just don't know the rules of the world, and we start by meeting this girl who is distraught and traumatised and being chased, and we see what happens to her. So the next time we see the lead character just sort of sitting in that swimming pool, I, I don't know why whatever decided it to chase... It reminds me a lot as well of the um, the fantasy video. Just even in terms of the soundtrack and you know some of the imagery and things like that. Um, you've both seen that, haven't you? Fantasy. I don't know what we're talking about fantasy by Die D Y E. No. The kids. <laughs> you got to watch that now if you haven't seen it. <laughs> is it a, is it a film or is it like a short? It's a, it's a, it's an animated music video, and it will haunt you actually the more I think about it the more the film has in common with the music video you should watch it okay I'll wait you'll wait I'll wait watch it now yeah watch it now absolutely I I thought I told you I was done being terrified (laughs) it's the 30th of October I can terrorize you for one and one more day good lord Good lord. Why can't people just be happy? Uh, <laughs> can you see the similarities? I, I do see what you're sort of saying, but um yuck. Both in the, you know, themes, content and music, I think. If 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 anybody listening hasn't watched it yet, go watch it and send us your reactions. Absolutely, yeah. Um, let us know what you think of Brian's favourite content it is one of my favourite videos it is genuinely it's amazing it is amazing come on it is it's it's cosmic horror yeah it's very it's one of the best uh, uh, it's one of the best well executed Mm mm-hmm um, I like the yeah. I mean, I like the art direction, I like the line quality. It's it's nice looking. Um, I don't know that I'll be watching it again. It's a bit song's good. Cronenbergy monster. Song is good. Um, yeah, song's cool. It is a bit Cronenberg monster. Uh, Slash Lovecraft. Mm. There's a bit of um, uh, and people's Lovecrafts thing. get Lovecraftian. Mm. Oh, I'm still. I still like. I said this to you in, in chat about lyrics and things. This stuff has gone on for fucking ever. And I've seen evidence of, of of it all the way along. But when I hear a new song with explicit lyrics or I see new animated content with sort of violent or sexual content, I'm like, this is not the medium for lewd content. This is supposed to be highbrow. I'm 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 still always a little like like monocle dropping. <laughs> I still have that reaction every time I'm like, she said what? I just want somebody to think of the children. I don't know why I have that reaction at this point. Still repressed. I still have that reaction to things. Like, I listened to a Doja Cat song and was scandalized. You're repressed. Mm. You need to cut loose. 
Either that or just dig deeper into a hole. Mm, I'm going to say cut loose. It's kept frozen. This feels like a long time. Um, I think he was just starting as you finished. Oh. Silly boy. I think he was having password login troubles. Yeah, it was being stupid. Oh, I have my headphones in the wrong ear. Um, wow, that was fucking insane. <laughs> Took a real turn there at the end as well. Took but, a real uh, turn, yeah. Yeah. It does. I love it. Yeah. Can you see what I mean about music and... Yeah, 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 yeah. Certain things being very similar? Mm-hmm. Yep, for people... Came out three years before, though. If people haven't seen D.Y.E. Die, a uh, music video for a song called Fantasy, check it out. It's pretty messed up so it's pretty shocking there's a reason it has 66 million views in 10 years <laughs> it became the thing to show your friends and film their reactions yeah. so let, let's kind of do a summation here now then at the, at the end of our our spooky season content you know it, it's the 30th of it's the 30th of October um if people wanted to watch horror movies, I mean, I was going to say this Halloween, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the 1st of November. But if you wanted to watch anything from this sort of catalogue, I mean, It Follows is definitely... It's an, it's such a middle ground between pure entertainment horror that, like, Malignant is aiming at and the sort of highbrow concepty stuff that Suspiria or Climax are doing. I think I think It Follows is a sweet spot in all of these movies for me in terms of being like a popcorn horror movie that's really effective. Would that be fair? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, that, that, that's, I think it works so well. It's great, but it's not going to be it's not like too highbrow where alienate kind of your average cinema goer and it's not like lowbrow enough where kind of like it's just malignant. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not trying to it's not weighed down by its metaphor or its creative intent. It has something there, but and and it has a a real measure of art to the way that it's directed and the cinematography and the tone that's set to it. But it is it's pure teenage horror movie at the same time and is is this my favorite of the bunch? I think in terms of like the the that sweet spot of entertainment value. I think that's my favorite of the bunch. I'd, I'd watch it again. I think it's got the widest appeal yeah. balanced with actually being good. I could see Malignant being more popular, yeah. for for example. But um, I, I could see why people would like it, especially like kind of a younger... Yes. Or a slightly older teen audience. I could see why they'd, they might prefer that. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I think it's got the broadest appeal while also being very effective and, and a great piece of art as well. Yeah. Not not just entertaining, but it's it's a great it is, it is a great piece of art. It is. Uh, it's it was it's probably my favorite horror movie. I would say it follows. It's probably my favorite horror movie. I don't get me wrong. I think Hereditary and all that kind of stuff is good, but Hereditary is like really like you know um, what's the word I'm looking for hereditary disturbing uh, yeah it's disturbing and it's tense and like that watch it a second time it's not as bad genuinely yeah, I've seen it twice I, I get what it you're really, saying it, it, it really isn't because 
there's something like I said the everybody's fate is sealed from the moment you join um, from from the moment see you I forget that, that. there's something yeah. mm. the so okay there's something blackly comic about and I, I, do you know what I've, I've said that a few times I don't know if I've heard other people say it so I might be completely alone in that mm. but um, for me it took on I, I, I think I was so so kind of perturbed the first time I was watching and I was so unsettled that it's not that the film is less effective it's just it takes on a different it's it's kind of hard to know when you're watching it at first where it's going like is this is it hereditary in the sense that it's a curse or is it a disease or like what it's so much you don't know on a first viewing mm. that when you know it's a it's a cult mm. and when you know what it is, essentially from from the start, it, it does take on a slight for me anyway. It took on a slightly different meaning, but not that it was any less effective. It was just different. But anyway, yeah, I, I get you know it's 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 much heavier going because, like I said, that 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 scene with Colette screaming when she finds the body, yeah, that's always going to be harrowing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's. So that's never easy. It follows is the 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 that sweet spot of entertainment and art. Climax, Suspiria, Hereditary. What's your favorite in there? Out of Climax, Suspiria, Suspiria and Hereditary. Yeah. Hereditary. 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 Cool. Then Climax. Okay. Then Suspiria. I think that's where I'd go as well. I I, I yeah. I think that's where I would. I, I think would I'd put Hereditary at top myself. But. Fair. Over it follows. Yeah, that's fair. So, Sorry? do you mean over? Over it follows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I I'm think. Just, see... I'm trying to just breaking out the categories because I think the two werewolf movies sit off in their own little spot of like funny things. Like Wolf of Snow Hollow is interesting and fun, but it's also kind of broad in places where you're like, "This is silly." It's kind of my thing that I kind of mentioned when we were talking about Malignant, that if a film is overtly violent or graphic, it's going to fall into action or horror. And horror should be unsettling. Horror refers to that yeah. that sense of... Horror is not just violence. Terror or yeah. horror. Yeah, and it, it should have that. So for me... that That's what I... I mean, I love the genre and I don't watch a whole lot of it because very little of it hits that that spot for me and that's why hereditary is kind of where it mm. is um and then this again it's why i like the kind of parts in suspiria like suspiria has this you know the violent scene where the body's kind of contorted and stuff and that's violent but it's also manages to be well, well, like there's the horror of the fact upsetting she's just al- yeah she's still alive yeah whereas any of the the violence in malignant is just kind of slapstick yeah almost yeah you know um oh uh, malignant so. is nuts like i was even thinking about that during the week and i was like like the fact that kind of gabriel has all these mad powers with electric electric voices and stuff or the trying to like you know those things and the the just the the sheer skill they have at jumping around and using guns and weapons and stuff it's just nuts that yeah. movie was a mistake but this thing it'd be more effective if it was an action movie if it was an action movie with horror elements 
we'd be having a different conversation about it. I think we'd be, we'd be kind of saying that this is, it's trying to be Evil Dead. It's not quite there, but it's it's fun. Yeah. But instead, it's it doesn't know what it is. It's at any trying point. to be, yeah. It doesn't know yeah. what it is. It, it what it is is an excuse to spend forty million dollars and have some fun making some random shit and then trying to piece together a narrative out of the random shit you've made. But that like okay, well that's fair to say that's the bottom of our horror pile for this whole month. Yeah. Yeah. My apologies. But I yeah. did recommend it follows. <laughs> so. Not holding it against you. It's no fun if you apologize. I'm oh, sorry. Um so thank you for coming with us on this journey through horror in the month of October. We hope you enjoy your Halloweens. As we head into November, we've got the Eternals. We have the uh Just Eternals. We have Eternals and we have Hawkeye. Uh, the Hawkeye <laughs> content coming down the line. And we also have what will undoubtedly be... It's a hawk guy. Oh, sorry. Hawk guy. The hawk guy. Um, hawk guy. We, we also have what will undoubtedly be a series of Christmas movies to, to watch for the month of December. So if you've got anything you want us to watch for December, send us emails, comment on Twitter. Last, let us know what you think we should watch during the month of December. Last December, Eve and I watched a Christmas movie every day, and I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we did it. And we watched some, like, I have the list on my phone still. We watched some incredible stinkers. Like, we watched one where, <laughs> where Dolly Parton uh, was an it was a musical, and Dolly Parton was an angel. I actually enjoyed it, but uh, it was awful. We watched some mental, there were some movies that we watched that were just like, oh, rough. But, but take away from it, though, uh, people want to get festive. Watch Klaus. It's amazing. And it's a... Did you know, do you not like Klaus, Aiden? Klaus is a very lauded accomplishment in the animation industry. You know, it's a a magnificent achievement and a, a great thing for the industry. <laughs> too much. Too much. Nobody's buying it. You laid it on too thick. I liked it. Gremlins. Gremlins Let's 2 is Gremlins. good. That's oh, Gremlins, sorry. First no, Gremlins 1. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Kev's speech impediment kicking in there. You know, he tried to say Gremlins, but he <laughs> said Gremlins. <laughs> Just, he tacked on a two at the end. <laughs> uh, that's my speech impediment. Um, I was going to say to you... Um, I haven't seen the first Gremlins I probably since 1998. I saw it once. Malignant should have been a Gremlins. You know, that's, was that's kind of what it needs to be. But, uh, you know, Anna versus, Anna versus the, Anna and the Apocalypse, I think it is. It's a great Christmas movie. Uh, I love it. It's very, very good. I mean, you could watch that. You know what? People, if people are kind of like, uh, you told me about that before and I thought, I thought you were losing your mind. <laughs> I remember you telling me about that film. I was like, what is he talking about? It's great. I still listen to the soundtrack. Um, but, uh, if people want to do a slow transition from horror to festive, Anna versus the Apocalypse. There you go. Anna versus no the Gremlins. Apocalypse? Anna and the Apocalypse or Anna versus the Apocalypse? I can't remember. Anna and, and the Gremlins. Apocalypse. And Gremlins. And Krampus. Krampus is a good movie. Tony Collette's in that as well. Uh, it's a great movie, actually. And then Batman Returns. Then Batman Returns. There you go. That's our that's our, Halloween, that's our Christmas view and sorted. We just picked Anna the Apocalypse, Gremlins, Krampus, and Batman Returns. Um, that's four weeks. That's four weeks. We could do it. We've picked four films that Brian's not going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch Gremlins. Oh, you got to watch Anniversary uh, and the Apocalypse. That's so good. Man, I've been killing zombies. I've been kicking some ass.
festive season. Festimus is on to, on us soon. Let's not get. Let's not talk about Christmas. I just December. Well, no, hold on. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read you the quotes and their sources from the poster of Anna and the Apocalypse. This is by no means an actual indictment of the film, but uh, we have a totally bonkers and bloody good time from Nerdist. Mm-hmm. A triumph in every sense of the word from the Daily Dead. I, I I agree. Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land from first showing. An absolute mm-hmm. not a blast from Film School Rejects. What I, what I don't I, trust any of these they're sources. They're some of my favorite publications. <laughs> they're not publications, they're blogs. They're some of my favorite blogs. They're blogs with notions. No, watch a movie before you say that. Look. It's probably a fun film. And I don't discount that. I'm just being glib to, to go and pill up. But it is... It is kind of interesting that there's not a quote from, like, The Times or something. Something... You know what I mean? There's no, like, Empire or... Those are all... Bl- Honestly, when he told me about this a few years ago, I thought he was Edward. losing his mind. I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Yes, but... Um, well, let's watch it, and then it can be his speed racer when we hate it. Um, fair. This is true. He did lean into how good this is. It's very, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, yeah. But I do love an old kind of musical. Love story musical type Hold thing. on. I can tell I'm not going to care for it. When did musical <laughs> enter this fucking description? Yeah, it's a musical. Absolutely dreadful, totally generic high school musical populated by cardboard teens. One of the worst examples of British movie trying to be American I have ever witnessed. Peter Kay is a ray of light as a tyrannical vice principal, but this is a charmless and utterly un-Scottish film and the songs are just anodyne warbling. It's great. 